Hey there, everybody. Michael here. Welcome to the Michael Likes Stuff podcast. Earlier today, I sat down with my brother, Joel, to talk through the final four episodes in our bracket of the 32 best episodes of The Office. Uh, We did deep dives into four episodes, uh, that being Dinner Party, Stress Relief, The Dundies, and The Injury. It was a lot of fun uh, with Joel today. Uh, So thank you so, so much for listening. Um, I'm hoping to get uh, some more pods going soon uh, on uh, some TV stuff. Uh, I am watching The Circle right now. I have one episode to go. Uh, I'm really, really uh, rooting for a certain character, and I don't want to spoil the show in case you haven't seen it, Um, but I'm loving it. If you watch The Circle and you love it, text me, tweet me. I want to hear about it. I want to talk to you about it. Um, It's super, super fun. Um, And uh, that said, me and Joel had a great conversation, and I hope that you will enjoy it as much as I did. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in. We are going to be dropping the matchup polls uh, in the next 24 hours uh, for the final four on my Twitter where you can vote. Uh, that is at Michael Likes Pod. So at Michael Likes Pod, uh, you can uh, vote uh, after this podcast is posted. Thank you so much for listening. It means the world. And I hope that you're staying safe out there. Take care. Have a good week. Bye. All right, everybody, welcome in to the final four episode of the Michael Likes Stuff podcast with the one and only Joel Klinger. Thank you. Yes. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Joel, it's been a long road uh, in this tournament. Uh, we've had some exciting upsets. Uh, we've had a lot of folks uh, really, really overachieving. We've had some folks underachieving. And we are down to four episodes of The Office left in the Michael Scott's Dunder Mifflin Scranton Meredith Palmer Memorial Celebrity Coronavirus Awareness Madness for the Cure. Joel, thoughts? I'm excited, man. Um, you know, it's uh, it's always a blessing to be here with you um, any way we can. And uh, it's been a great run, and I'm excited to continue it and um, focus focus in a little more on some episodes. So, uh, yeah, I'm ready to go, man. Sweet, dude. All right. Well, with no further ado, let's get right to this. So, uh, let's start off in the Annex Quadrant. Uh in the last round, we had Dinner Party going up against Upstart Diversity Day. And uh, in the uh, in this showdown between two cringeworthy episodes, uh, Dinner Party left the victor. So, Dinner Party is our first contestant in the final Hello. four. Hello. What are you doing here? We came here to eat dinner and to party. This is a dinner party, right? Awesome. What is he doing here? Yes, what are you doing here? Dwight is my friend. We weren't invited? You said that I could not invite Dwight because he was not part of a couple and because we didn't have enough wine glasses. Dwight brought glasses and a person. Fine. Whatever you want. Just like always. Whatever you want. Whatever I want. It's never whatever I want. It's fine. 
when I wanted to see Stomp and you wanted to see Wicked, what did we see? We saw... When I said that I wanted to have kids and you said that you wanted me to have a vasectomy, what did I do? And then, when you said that you might want to have kids and I wasn't so sure, who had the vasectomy reversed? And then when you said you definitely didn't want to have kids, who had it reversed back? Stip, snap, stip, snap, stip, snap. I did. You've no idea the physical toll the three vasectomies have on a person. And I bought this condo to okay. fill with children. I am so sorry that I don't want to bring kids into this screwed up world, okay? I'm but look, too. if you want to have kids, then fine, you win. Let's have a kid. Do you mean it? So, can we come in? So, the categories we're going to be running through for each of these final four episodes is uh, rewatchability factor, uh, best quote or moment from the episode. We're going to talk about, ask the question, who won the episode? And we are going to give our probably unanswerable questions uh, for the episode based on the plot and the characters. We just need to know. But we won't. So, any questions on that, Joel? No, I think I, uh, I think I understand. I think I'm good. So you're squared away. I am squared away. All right. So, with my post-it notes. So let's dive right in. Um, now, me and uh, Madeline, my girlfriend, we watched all four of these episodes last night as I was preparing. And so let's start off with dinner party rewatchability. Joel, what do you think, man? This is the most rewatchable episode of the whole freaking series. I mean, like, it's it's um, it's incredible. Um, I feel like there's there's so much packed into this episode that there are things that you miss the first time you watch it, or maybe you like forget about something, and then you think like, and then you watch it, and then you cringe in a whole new way. It's yeah. um, I think it's uh an incredible piece of art that they put together and uh one that does not age at all it's uh it's still it will be the same forever and always right um there's all like every time i've seen this there's been something that i hadn't heard before because i was still laughing at the thing five seconds before it like it's just a constant lol with this episode yeah like uh the photo wall like I completely forgot about the photo wall as they were like walking up and you see and it reoccurs in the ninth season when they go and see her in her office or whatever. But like you do you know what I'm talking about? Like the one with like is four pictures of her and they just have horrible filters on them. When do they okay. talk about this? Or is it uh, just ha- is just just in there? So as they're walking up the stairs you can see it. Um uh-huh. and they I watched it in deleted scenes, and I think they talk more about it in the deleted scenes, but I think you could see it in the normal one anyway. Okay. So, I've never noticed that. Be on the lookout for that next time. Okay. Um, so there's so many quotes, uh, and so that's why we're just going to go ahead and get into the second category now uh, of best quote or moment. So when I watched this last night, uh, there was obviously a lot of funny lines that – made me laugh, um, just popped out and, and grabbed me. Um, but one that I had not noticed before, and I, I think is actually probably one of the most, uh, most famous lines from the episode is, uh, when they're, 
Michael's like takes a sip of the wine and he's like, that is sort of an oaky afterbirth. <laughs> and no one <laughs> says anything. And Jim is like, what? <laughs> what was that? This <laughs> is, it's just very funny. And I don't know if that's because like I hadn't, you know, I, I had no idea what an afterbirth was the first time I saw this or the second time or third, but yeah, that was, uh, that was a really funny one for me. Uh, what's one that sticks out to you? Um, yeah, that was, that was the first one I wrote down too. Um, another one is when, uh, he's talking about, uh, Michael's talking about Jan and he says, uh, she's my, she's the best trophy I have. Well, aside from my Dundies. And it's like, <laughs> he just, it's th- like, yeah, <laughs> that thought process where it's like, you know, he's trying to be funny, I guess, but it's like, aside from my Dundies means that his Dundies are more, more of like a, like a, like a thing that is more, has more value to him than Jan herself. Yeah. So I think, I think that's a funny thing that they just like slipped it. I feel like in this episode, like every line, there's just like a different one that like hits. Yeah. So I thought, I thought that one was, was good. Yeah. He just slides that into like, if you're laughing about like something else, you're not even going to catch that. Cause like, uh, this is my turn for you. So, uh, one of my favorite moments is, uh, Michael Scott showing off his, um, plasma screen. Uh, and uh, so he he sh- he goes to show like you know if there's a lot of people in here you need more space it just you can it closes up into the wall and it moved like maybe two inches. Yeah, and I mean, have you so like have you seen the blooper reel? I mean, it's like literally that took them so many shots because like Steve Carell and John Krasinski will just bust every time he just like pushes it like like yeah <laughs> like an inch back. Um, yeah. Oh, that's hilarious, man. Um, yeah, that, that's a that's a great one because he's like, I finally broke down and bought it, and it's this like tiny thing. Oh my gosh! And so um, another speaking of the plasma screen, so you know the tension builds throughout the episode, and it's just so awful, and then it just explodes. It lit like the lid just comes off of it, and Jan chucks that Dundee into the plasma screen and michael oh my gosh michael yells there he goes that is a 200 dollar plasma tv you've just killed good luck paying me back on your zero dollars a month plus benefit salary babe (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh I love that he says you just killed the TV. Like it's like another thing that it has like living value to his, Michael Scott is his, his eighteen baby. inch TV. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's that's hilarious. I love the part where they uh, they play charades. Michael, you're up. All right. Here we go. Right. This is gonna be fun. Ready? Go. All right. First name is Tom. No, no, no. No names. No names. No rhyming. No sound alike. Okay, okay. You're getting into my head. First name is blank. And he goes on a cruise. He goes on a Caribbean cruise. I don't know. Katie Holmes. No. Ah! But he's married to her. Oh, Dawson's Creek. No. No, it has to be a real person, Jim. Come on. Okay. Uh, No, no. I'm going to pass. I'm going to pass. Oh, okay. Um, Rhymes with... Arnold Schwarzenegger. No rhyming. Well, That's really not really a rhyme. Okay. Another clue. Another clue. Okay. He's the governor of California. He is the Terminator. Those aren't helpful. Tom Cruise. No. Tom. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> My 
Michael's trying to get them to guess Tom Cruise. <laughs> and then and then he's he's giving hints and he says he goes on the Caribbean cruise. And Angela is on his team and has nothing. So she's just because oh she's totally out of pop culture. And she's like, I don't know. And then Jim's just messing with him and says, like, Katie Holmes. Yeah. And then uh and then later he's like, Okay, pass. It's like Parnold uh Portenegger. And then he's like <laughs> Tom Cruise. And he's like, no. <laughs> it, it rhymes with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That scene was a riot. The charades. Uh, yeah. The Another one, like, I love when uh, Andy is trying to get them to guess Joe Montana. And he's like, state where Helena is the capital. And Pam is just like, why didn't you just say 49ers quarterback? <laughs> because Andy doesn't know who Joe Montana is. <laughs> oh, oh man. gosh that whole scene i mean wow wow <laughs> all right any other quotes you want to bring up or moments uh no i mean no i think i I feel like i have to stop because i feel like we could go on for a whole hour just talking about the quotable moments in yeah. this episode there's 22 so. minutes of qu- of quotable moments yes um just one last shout out to um, Pam's former assistant Hunter and how like obsessed she is with like <laughs> it is so and kind of, like she starts dancing and she's like whole like grasping herself grasping herself literally it is yeah. it is ridiculous and then she like uh, goes over to Jim and tries to get him to like dance with her and he's like not getting up oh my gosh it was <laughs> disgusting um just absolutely disgusting okay um joel who won the episode okay i got two winners here all right one of them i think is clear the winner of the episode is michael scott in the long run okay because michael like this was this was the breaking point where you started to see michael scott like break apart from jan and not be like depressed and broke and sad all the time so i think in the long run michael is is the winner um but there's also a winner that i'm not sure it touches on it in the real episode but in the deleted scenes it's uh it does so there's a in the first scene you know how michael like tells everybody that they're gonna have to work late and all this stuff um and Toby is talking about how he had tickets to a concert and uh, he had to give them up. But the only person he could give them up to, the only person that he knew to give these up to were his ex-wife. And she (laughs) took her boyfriend. (laughs) So Toby's ex-wife is also a winner in this scenario. I mean, it's just like, that's insane. Like the fact that... That's such an incredible, incredible scene, and I'm I'm a little upset that they didn't put that in the in the in the real thing. But um, that's a that's a deep dive right there. Getting into <laughs> de- deleted scenes. I don't know if that's technically canon, but um, I I really enjoyed in this episode. Just to throw this in under this category, the looks that all the care like especially Jim and Pam have, um, and then Andy's just like complete like just dumbness and like naivete like um uh in 
in the in the scene where uh, Pam takes the girls, she's like, "All right, uh, girls, let's go to the kitchen or whatever, and talk." And then Michael takes the guys out to the garage, and he he shows them the uh, like the weight machine, and he's like, "This is where I spend most of my time," and <laughs> <laughs> like obviously because doesn't want to be in there with Jan, and um. He he like starts to starts a pitch for uh Jan like to get them to invest in Jan's business. And yeah. He's like uh he's like, I don't know, like uh, if you just want to think about this and Andy goes, thought about it, I want in. <laughs> <laughs> just like immediately. Like such a, like such a suck up, like automatically in on his boss's girlfriend's crappy candle business. Yeah. That's, I, yeah, that's like prime Andy. Yes, man. <laughs> yeah, and then like it comes back around when uh, Michael and Jan are having it out, and Michael's like, "You try to get me to hit up my rich friends to invest in your business and like all this stuff." Like, like Andy and Jim are like very wealthy people. You know, they work. He's their boss. He makes more money <laughs> than them, and he he has a condo. So it's like. Obviously, they're not the most wealthy people, and you know Andy's commission is not that high. Oh, for <laughs> terrible salesman! I want to see like a rundown of like the amount of sales per year that each of the salespeople was pulling in, and like how much money like commission wise they got. I want someone to break that down. Um, that's a that that's probably an unanswerable question, which takes us into uh, the final category to talk about this episode. Um, probably unanswerable questions. I'll start this one. Well, did you say who won the episode in your mind? Oh, Michael Scott. Sorry, no doubt, okay. no doubt cool, about cool. that. Obvi- I think that's a. For, I just agreed with you so much. I forgot to say it. <laughs> um, Classic. So uh, yeah. So, um, but moving into unanswerable questions. Um, Here's my question. Did Hunter's music career ever take off? Do you guys remember my old assistant, Hunter? He is an excellent songwriter. Wait till you hear this. Okay, here we go. You took me You know what? Hunter was a terrible assistant. That is why Ryan fired him. Well, I think he's probably just about as reliable as Pam, being that it usually takes you an afternoon to get back to me. Sometimes I think she holds on to faxes. I don't know. Um, That was a question that I had as well. I actually looked it up on YouTube, and people have remade that song into, like, music videos and stuff. (laughs) So if if they're doing that, you know, like, he's got to be pulling in some amount of royalties. Yeah. So I feel like... (laughs) I feel like his band took off. Like it has, it has to, right? Like that's a that's a bop. Like if you listen to that song, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, especially if Pam and Jim took that CD that uh, Jim stole and passed it on to someone else. You know, right? I they mean, could they get probably it, have like a they could get music that circulating. 
like the documentary crew probably has like music producer friends, you know? So I feel like that could totally happen. Totally. Totally. All right. What about for you? Uh, I want to know about Jan's business. Like, did she did she successfully pull it off? Because you see it later in the ninth season where she has candles in her office, but you never hear anything else about it. So, like, I want to know, like, like how well did she do? Or is that all, is the only reason she has them in her office because she still has not sold a single one from the ones that she had in the garage from that episode? Like, did, did, she, did she have any success with that company? Um, so I'm interested in that because Jan's a powerful woman. She's a scary woman. And I feel like, I feel like she could pull off something like that. You know, she's a businesswoman, but also maybe it crashed and burned. Um, but another, another moment where, when she's talking to, uh, Angela and Pam where they're, or some, somebody later, I think, I don't think it's that episode, but they're like, Oh, thank God that person pulled through from the vigil that you used their, your candles. And she was like, Oh, they did. <laughs> and it's like, okay. Um, so I don't know. I've always I've always been curious about Jane's candles. Okay, so we have we have two career questions there. Um mm-hmm. so uh anything else you want to talk about with dinner party before we move on? Yeah, I have one more question. Um when Dwight invites his girlfriend slash babysitter to uh the party, Jim is like can I get your email? I have so many questions. <laughs> and then she's like, email? So she doesn't have an email. But Jim's questions are still valuable, and I have very similar questions to Jim. Like, what in the world was Dwight Schrute's childhood like? Like, he had a babysitter when he lived out on the farm? Like, I think that's fascinating. Like, it's like, what the heck? So I have all <laughs> the questions that Jim has. So I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, and then he's like, and y'all are, like, dating now? And and Dwight's like, it is purely carnal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, With that, we will move on to our Final Four contestant out of the break room quadrant, that being stress relief. Last week, I gave a fire safety talk. And nobody paid any attention. It's my own fault for using PowerPoint. PowerPoint is boring. People learn in lots of different ways. But experience is the best teacher. Today, smoking is going to save lives. Which is uh, a two-part episode, season five, episode 14 and 15. Um, and, uh, we are gonna check in with stress relief. So Joel, stress relief, rewatchability. Uh, this is the second most rewatchable episode in terms of laughing, uh, only behind dinner party. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's a two parter. Um, and there are things that, uh, when I went back and watched it, you know, like there's obviously the part where, you know, the office, Dwight sets the office on fire and they yell and scream and blah, blah, blah. But the second part of the episode, like, I completely forgot about. Like, you have Jim, Pam, and Andy watching a movie that is starring Jack Black, Jessica Alba, and Cloris Leachman. Um, and you have Jim, Pam's parents getting divorced. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, 
it's uh, pretty crazy. So I, I definitely rate it highly on the rewatchability because I feel like it's it's a longer episode and you forget things. But um, big fan, big fan of Stress Relief and uh, its rewatchability. Yeah. Um, speaking to that, like it being a two part episode is a game changer because I had forgotten how short 22 minutes was mm-hmm. and like watching, watching the normal length episodes on Netflix. It's like, it's, it's over already. Like they have to like run through these plot points. And the thing is, this is basically two episodes. Right. Like it, it, it like the storylines aren't even like truly running all the way through both. The only one that's consistent is Stanley had a heart attack and they're trying to save people from having heart attacks at work. Yeah. Um, like, it's crazy. So, um, all right, Joel. Uh, yes, I agree. Very high rewatchability. Um, let's get into quotes and moments from the episode uh, that we really enjoyed. All right, let's do it. You want to go first? Yeah, I'll start. So, the, um, the cold open um, is one of probably the best in the series. Um, this is when Dwight um, sets a fake fire. He does set a real small fire in the office, um, but he has also um, used a blowtorch to heat uh, the handles, and uh, it is just hilarious. Um, so then he like lights the fire in the trash can, and before that, he is, he says something to the effect of, "Today, a fire will save lives." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is hilarious. Um, so it has uh just a- an immense amount of uh very funny things happening while people are freaking out. Uh, Oscar climbs into the ceiling. Uh, Angela wants Oscar to take her with him, and he's. He's like, you, I can't, you're too heavy. She's like, I weigh 82 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> and then save Bandit. And then she throws her cat, and the cat immediately falls to the ceiling. Yeah. Um, Michael throwing, uh, I guess it was one of those um, things that we had in school growing up that was, was like. A, an old school projector. Yeah, like with the laminate that mm-hmm. you use. Um, throwing that through the window. <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh and then the fact that they, after that, so they go have to go visit with, he and Dwight have to go to visit with David Wallace at corporate. Um, and you're like, oh, wow, this is super serious. And then it happens again in the episode. <laughs> yeah. They have to go back because Dwight um, uh, took a knife to the... Uh, like to the dummy choking dummy um Mm -hmm. so yeah that that's where i'll start what about you i love the first time that they are in uh david wallace's office and the lawyer asks him did you shout fire causing a panic and dwight says yes i shouted fire i shouted many things i also shouted instructions on how to get out of the building so you can imagine my frustration as safety officer when no one would heed of what he did and then michael and dwight do this thing it's like head Headed. I, when no one headed, no one take headed of. <laughs> no one would take headed of my instructions. Heed. Heed. So you, I don't see my coworkers 
heating this. Like, it's <laughs> like, like that's that's hilarious. And I can imagine them just having like so much fun in the in the writing room, like writing that script. Um, but or maybe they didn't. Maybe it was improv. But if that's improv, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, and so while we're talking about at corporate, so that was the first time with the fire. And the second time when they have to go back and David Wall says, can you tell me why you had to cut the face off the dummy? And Dwight Schrute says, I don't think it was very realistic in the movie. And that it turns out it's pretty realistic. (laughs) It's like, we had to pay for it. It cost us $3,500, $5,300 for a dummy. (laughs) Okay. Look, this is why we have training. Oh my gosh. Can you tell me why you had to cut the face off the dummy? I didn't think it was very realistic in the movie, and it turns out it's pretty realistic. We had to pay for it. Cost us $3,500. $5,300 for a dummy? Wow. Well, okay, look, David, this is why we have training. We start with the dummy, and we learn from our mistakes, and now Dwight knows not to cut the face off of a real person. Oh, like Michael Scott thinking that $3,500, is a romp. That is an absolute romp. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, I love uh, everything with the roast. At the roast, like at the, in the second part of the episode, uh, when they're roasting Michael Scott. But I love when you know, Michael gets sad and he goes off and then he comes back after taking a personnel day. And, um, uh, got a text from Michael. It says personnel day. (laughs) (laughs) I think he means personal day. It's like, like, that's a stretch. I didn't know we were hiring. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Michael comes back and then he roasts everybody. And some of them are just hilarious. He's like, Jim, you're 6'11 and you weigh 90 pounds. Gumby has a better body than you. Boom, roasted. <laughs> yeah, the whole... Pam, yeah. yeah. Pam, you failed art school. Boom, roasted. Meredith, you slept with so many guys, you're starting to look like one. Boom, roasted. Kevin, I can't decide if uh, between a fat joke and a dumb joke. Boom, roasted. Creed, your teeth called. Your breast stinks. Boom, roasted. Angela, where's Angela? Whoa, there you are. I didn't see you there behind that grain of rice. Boom, roasted. Stanley, you crush your wife during sex and your heart sucks. Boom, roasted. Oscar, you're gay. <laughs> Boom, roasted. And then he's like, and Andy, you're gayer than Oscar. <laughs> Boom, roasted. Yeah, and by that, everyone is laughing. Like, everyone thinks it's yeah. funny. It's like some of those, like, some of them have so much thought and then some of them are just, like, plain. Like, Creed, your, your teeth called your breath stinks. Like, that's just, like, such a plain, a plain joke. And then, and then it goes after Stanley, and it's like, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Yeah, and I, I really love uh, also in the second part of the episode, um, Andy watching the movie with Jim and Pam. <laughs> yeah. I just think that's so funny as a as a true Andy fan. It's just like he he's not like they're talking about her parents uh getting divorced but he thinks they're talking about the movie <laughs> and he's like in the to the camera in the in the documentary thing he's like jim and pam are like movie geniuses they're catching things that are totally going over my head <laughs> uh, 
And then doesn't he have a talking head at the end that's like, I don't think I could be a movie critic, but I could be like a food critic. Like, this food is bad. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. That is oh hilarious. Love yeah. Andy. Love him. So those are those are my quotes. Yeah. Um I think we I'm good on quotes too. Uh Joel, who won the episode? Okay. So it's hard to find a winner in this because you know David Wallace and the company didn't win. They spent thirty five hundred dollars on a on a dummy that Dwight carved up. Stanley had a heart attack. Um Michael and Dwight got called New York twice. Um so I'm gonna say that the winner of this episode has to be Jack Black. Um, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like you know he really came on. And I mean, how much stuff have you seen with Jack Black lately? Like he made like he made like uh, those. Oh, I forget what they're called with Kevin Hart and The Rock or whatever those uh, adventure movies where it, oh it was a remake. I Jumanji. Jumanji. Yeah, yeah. So it's like he made Jumanji. Um, but like, what else has he been in? When was the last time you saw Cloris Leachman on the screen? And Jack Black, I promise you, is never going to have a role like he did in that movie. I need to see that movie, like right now. If they came out and said, we're playing this movie, I would pay like an obscene amount of money to watch Jessica Alba, Jack Black, and Cloris Leachman start in a romantic comedy between Jack Black and Cloris Leachman. That'd be hilarious. I would not pay a lot of money to see that, but I think that's fine that you would. Um, so, um, I think that, uh, Michael Scott won this episode. I think it's a great performance by Steve Carell. Um, I think it's just like the way, seeing him have all, he's just like a roller coaster episode for him. Um, because he goes from like, he, he realizes he's the reason that, Stanley had a heart attack basically and that he's the one stressing Stanley out. Um and then he's like, No, this will be fun for morale. I'll have a roast. And then he he realizes mid roast that he did not want to have a roast. <laughs> and then he comes back at the end and he has like a whole a whole arc uh during this episode that I don't think any other characters really had. Mm. I guess Jim and Pam kind of had an arc too, because Pam was like Oh no, like Jim talked to my dad and now my dad's looking for an apartment. And then yeah, like they I feel like they they really forced the Jim and Pam subplot of this though. That's probably my least favorite thing about this episode. Yeah. But uh the writers were like we got to have some type of real emotion in here outside of this ridiculous like heart attack obscenity craziness and uh they came up with that. So, I don't know. Probably my least favorite part, but yeah, no, I get you. All right. All right. Um, what is you got any unanswerable questions from this episode? I think it all stems back to the movie. Every time I watch this episode and think about that movie, I think about how much I just I, I don't want to watch the episode anymore. I just want to sit with Andy, Jim, and Pam and watch that movie. I want to watch Cloris Leachman start to date Jack Black. I think that's uh, I think that's a movie that needs to be released. Um, and maybe if they don't do it, then some, somebody needs to a, a style of that movie. Cause I think that that's something, I feel like there's no representation for that in today's culture. So I'm going to say, uh, 
that's my biggest unanswerable question. And also, how this is probably an answerable question, but how in the world did they get Jessica Alba, Jack Black, and Cloris Leachman to do it? Like, how much did they pay them to be in like three minutes? Fans of the show, man. I guess I don't know. I guess, but that's incredible. So, um, my unanswerable question is uh, gonna be for. Oh my gosh, dude, I just had it. I don't know what I'm thinking about. Oh, yes. Oh, no, this is it. What happened between Pam's parents? Do we know that? I don't think we know that. Yeah, I don't I I guess they didn't other raise th- anything. Other than it's that just, cliche crap at the end where Pam's dad's like thinks I never felt that way about about your mom. Yeah, like give me a break. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Anyways, um, so yeah, what I want the tea spilled on what what really went down there, you know did did he start drinking heavily? Um, was there any cheating involved? Um, did they have financial differences? You know, like I, I want to know what happened there. Yeah, Jenna Fisher, if you're listening, please answer that question for us. Yeah, I mean. I, I, She's been the pod has been tweeted at her before, so I'm sure she's listened. So I know she listened to this podcast. Thank you for supporting us, um, Jenna Fisher. Thank you. All right. Anything else you want to say about stress relief? No, nah, man. I mean, I think we got two more episodes to get to. Let's get to it. Uh, I hate to do it, but let's get let's get to it. All right. So. Uh, we are entering into the other side of the bracket now uh, where we see our third uh, contestant in the final four from the conference room quadrant. We have the Dundies, season two, episode one. The Dundies are kind of like a kid's birthday party and you go and there's really nothing for you to do there, but the kid's having a really good time, so you, you're kind of there. That's, that's kind of what it's like. In this episode, um, they have the annual Dundies Awards where Michael gives awards to everyone and also does musical performances and um, tells jokes. Um, And this all happens at a Chili's. Uh, So, not the whole episode, but the Dundies. All right. um, Joel, rewatchability for the Dundies. Uh, it's a it's a pretty good rewatchability. It's something interesting, you know. I just finished The Office on Monday, um, like the whole series again, and then going back and rewatching them, like watching episodes from the second season, like the next two are gonna be, like the Dundies is is uh is definitely a wake up call because you kind of like the season progresses and it feel like it gets nicer and nicer, and then you bring back to like the Dundies and it's just like like core the office like ridiculousness like cringiness um uh so it was nice for me to go back and rewatch and you also got to see a little bit of sentimental with Jim and Pam um so yeah I, it's definitely rewatchable um I wouldn't say it's as it doesn't have as many like hidden jokes necessarily as the rest of them but um definitely rewatchable yeah uh I would say it's a fairly nostalgic episode um like especially as you get down the road uh, with the show. Um, this is a this is the OG cast. Um, you know, they, there's not all these extra uh, characters. 
Um, like this is even before Jim has left. Uh, so it's like before there's no Andy, there's no Karen, there's no just insert character here. There's no Aaron. There's no all all those all those people. No no Gabe. Thank God. Um, and so it's just a it's a nostalgic episode. Um, it reminds you of kind of the, the what the show was before it got super like popular and very um, it's it's a lot less sweet as you were saying. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a rewatchable rewatchable episode. Uh, Joel, what is your best quote or favorite moment? Um, well, there there are a, a few of them. Um, and the first one chronologically, the first one in it, it happens when uh they are he, he, Michael's talking to Jan, trying to get her to come to this fundraiser. Yeah, and uh she doesn't want to and then uh he he like she's also getting mad and saying you have no money for this party and uh she mentions this tsunami relief fundraiser which somehow lost a lot of money and michael says okay no that was a fun raiser i think i made it very clear in the finals fun (laughs) f-u-n and then uh uh, and then Michael's like, well, I think a lot of people are very affected by the footage. And it's like, like, oh my gosh. Like, that's like <laughs> prime Michael Scott, just like stupidity and, and all that stuff. Um, so that's, that's my first one that happens in the episode. Yeah. So right before the, that line happens, she says, you already had a party on May 5th for no reason. <laughs> and he says, no reason. It was the 050505 party. It happens once every billion years. So I thought that was funny. I think uh, as far as um, best quote from this episode is uh, Pam's acceptance speech of her Dundee. And by then she is uh, very drunk. Um, And uh, she's she's acting so enthused about the Dundies at this point. And she says, finally, I want to thank God because God gave me this Dundee. And I feel God in this Chili's tonight. And this next award is going out to our own little Pam Beasley. I think we all know what award Pam is going to be getting this year. It is the Whitest Sneakers Award because she always has the whitest tennis shoes on. tonight because this is a lot harder than it looks. And also because of Dwight, too. Um, So, finally, I want to thank God because God gave me this Dundee and I feel God in this Chili's tonight. Yeah, that's uh, that's the big one. That is the big one in this episode. That's probably yeah. one of the most famous quotes in the, in the office. Um, yeah, so I think it, yeah, it's it's iconic. It's a it's a meme. 
mm-hmm. it's a gif you know mm-hmm. um yeah I, I think that's that's hilarious he uh to to go back to michael doing the dundies um when he starts telling the hr joke um he says uh I was on a very, very hot date with a girl from HR, Dwight. And Dwight says, really? We don't have any girls from HR. <laughs> Michael's like, no, no. And and he was like, I was about to take your bra off. And then Dwight's like, yeah. And Michael says, when she made me fill out six hours of paperwork. And Dwight says, like an AIDS test? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Michael's like, no, God. <laughs> Dwight. <laughs> So, oh, it's like it's like so funny because like going back to that episode, I completely forgot that, that was in there, and that's just like a nice. It's a it's a funny line um, that I lol too while watching it again. Yeah, um, we have Pam referring to the ice melting as second drink, which is uh, a fun a fun little cute <laughs> Jim and Pam thing. Yeah, um, just a a lot of funny moments. I would say the the cringiest moment in this is not because of Michael. Um, it is when the random dudes at Chili's start heckling Michael. <laughs> Sing it, Elton. And it's just like, they're like, you suck. Like, shut up. And they start like throwing crap at him. Yeah. And I'm like, like how is that allowed in a restaurant? Like, how are those guys not kicked out? Like, Yeah. <laughs> at a Chili's. Like, okay, yes, it's incredibly lame to do a, like, event, like, an award event at a Chili's. It's way more lame to heckle the people that are having Mm -hmm. an award event at Chili's. Like, get a Mm -hmm. life, man. You know? Yeah. Oh, I'm with you. Um, yeah, that was crazy. Um, there's, uh there's one line where Oscar's describing the Dundies and he says, the Dundies are kind of like a kid's birthday party and you go and there's really nothing for you to do there, but the kid's having a really good time. So you're kind of there and that's what it's kind of like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like how ever you're starting to get a picture of how everyone is like just putting on the charade in, in like general too, but like there's putting on the charade for Michael Scott. And it's like, I think that's, I think that's hilarious. Um, for sure. There's, there's the part where uh, Michael gives Ryan the hottest in the office. This next award goes somebody who really lights up the office. Somebody who I think a lot of us cannot keep from checking out. The hottest in the office award goes to Ryan the Temp. Yeah. Hi ho. You sexy thing, crazy thing, you. Here you go. Hanging in a hundred and a hole. Come from, baby. There you go. There you go. Woo! What am I going to do with the award? Nothing. I I don't know what I'm going to do. That's the least of my concerns right now. And uh, Ryan says, what am I going to do with the award? Nothing. I I don't know what I'm going to do. That's the least of my concerns right now. <laughs> yeah. Cuz his boss just said he was the hottest in the office. So um that's uh that was pretty funny. Um <laughs> And then I have uh one more. Um and I don't even know the exact quote, but just at the end 
when the restaurant manager is talking about how Pam's never allowed back. And he says, I Xeroxed her driver's license. And that just took me back. I was like, Xeroxed. Nobody, nobody Xeroxes anything anymore. Like that's what kind of, what kind of, that's crazy. That under, was just a, under what circumstance do you give someone your ID so that they can Xerox it so you can't come back to their restaurant? That's my question. Like, I don't know. You wouldn't Xerox someone's driver's license on the first drink. That's when you would give them, like, show them your ID anyways. Yeah, so you get, like, a stamp or whatever. I don't even know how that went down. Um, that's probably my unanswerable question for the episode. Um, but we're not there yet. Um any other uh, great quotes or moments? Nope, that's it for me. Okay, cool. Uh, Joel, who won the episode? Jim. I mean, Jim. 100% Jim. Like, Pam kissed him. That's like the whole thing. Like, like you know, when I'm looking for winners, you know, everybody had to pay for their meal. Like, it wasn't great. But then, uh, you know, Jim stayed and Pam stayed and Roy left and then... Pam kissed him so uh I think uh I think you really got to see Jim like start to have like a little hope that maybe maybe something might happen um with Pam so Jim is definitely the winner I would say Pam is the winner because this episode is about Pam um Pam tells off Roy when Roy uh tries to bounce at the beginning of the Dundies and she just yells at him in the parking lot and then she comes in and gets sloshed at Chili's and, um, you know, which might sound like a bad life decision to some people. Um, but actually, um, I was very proud of her in this episode. Um, the performance by Jenna Fisher is great. The whole episode, uh, at Chili's revolves around Pam and, um, Pam is the reason the Dundies kept happening because Michael was ready to quit with three awards left uh, because he was being heckled by the random dudes. And Pam was like, no, like I haven't gotten my award yet. Like we want to stay. And she was like, done. Like, you know, doing chanting in a way that only a drunk woman can um, in the middle of a Chili's. Yeah. I I feel like when people get inebriated, you start to see more of like who they really are and what they really want, you know? Um, Because, you know, the, uh, there's less inhibitions and Pam just was release just, your inhibitions feel the rain on your skin no uh, one else can feel it for you, you that, song that song makes so much more sense now um so yeah no like I get it I get it um so I felt like Jim won because of that because of what you're saying um so yeah you're saying that Jim as far as the plot goes won but I'm saying that Jenna Fisher had the best performance and carried the episode. Right. Yeah. All right. So I we guess can... I'm thinking of like big picture, like who won, like, like in life, like if this were to happen to me, like would I have won this situation in the long run? So, yeah. Okay. We can both be right on that. All right. So uh, that takes me to uh, unanswerable questions. And I actually have um, a couple. Uh, one of which is the one that I asked earlier, which I cannot remember now. What was it? Uh, what was I talking about? I don't even remember what I was talking about. Um, anyways, um, Xerox or driver's license. Yeah. Okay. In what, like 
in what circumstance is that happening? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Cause he made it sound like she didn't know. I don't like, I wish I could have seen that conversation happen. Anyways. Um, I just don't believe that. Um, next up, uh, unanswerable question. Um, man, um, I had one. I don't know. What is your unanswerable question? Um, so I have a couple, um, one goes off of yours. So, so I have Pam and Chili's. Okay. So if they go to Chili's every year and they do the Dundies and we don't, we're not shown the Dundies every year, but we know it happens every year. So like, did they go back to Chili's and was Pam allowed back in or did she just like not go to Chili's because she was like suspended and did they have to move like their location? Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. Oh, I remember what my other unanswerable question was. What kind of Chili's has an event space? Like, is hosting events? Please, if you if you manage a Chili's and your your Chili's um, hosts events, s- slide in my DMs because I want to know. I want to understand because I don't buy that, man. I want to go. I yeah. Which also, why am I not hosting events at Chili's if that is a thing? Like, if I had known that there were event spaces in Chili's, that is exactly where we would have spent semi-formal, you know? Like, <laughs> I don't I don't understand. Yeah, it's a game changer, man. It's a game changer for sure. Um, anything else on the Dundies? Um, yeah, I have one more question. Okay? okay, so we talk about Michael's 050505 and the Tsunami Relief Fundraiser. Okay, Michael says... Well, I think a lot of people were very affected by the footage. Is Michael talking about the footage of the tsunami or the footage that was taken at the tsunami fundraiser? Because that's, to me, that's what it sounds like. Like he just had a party and then videoed it and then sent it out so that other people could have fun with him. I think, I think that's what he's talking about. But I'm I'm not sure. Like I want to see the footage that he's talking about. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Is he filmed the fundraiser and let other people see it, and they were affected, is what he's saying. Which that just, with who Michael Scott is, that makes more sense to me that he would do that. It's just funny because it's a, they're talking about a tsunami, and the footage that he's talking about is of himself having fun. Not that people were affected by the the badness of a tsunami. Yes. So, I mean, like, that's... What? Like, that's crazy. So, anyway, I, that was just a little bit that I had to throw in. <laughs> okay. Uh, anything else before we move on? Nah. That's it for me, bro. All right. So, uh, in the final four, the Dundies episode will be going up against the winner of Quadrant, the Warehouse Quadrant... That episode is The Injury, Season 2, Episode 12. I enjoy having breakfast in bed. I like waking up to the smell of bacon. Sue me. And since I don't have a butler, I have to do it myself. So, most nights before I go to bed, I will lay six strips of bacon out on my George Foreman grill. Then I go to sleep. When I wake up, I plug in the grill. I go back to sleep again. Then I wake up to the smell of crackling bacon. It is delicious. It's good for me. It's a perfect way to start the day. 
Today, I got up, I stepped onto the grill, and I clamped down on my foot. That's it. I don't see what's so hard to believe about that. In this episode, Michael uh, is late to come into work because he has burned his foot on a George Foreman grill. Uh, Also, Dwight is tasked uh, with going to get Michael, even though Michael does not want Dwight to come. He would want anyone else to come. And Dwight runs straight into um, a pole uh, at the edge of the parking lot uh, and we learn is concussed. Um, And then he goes to pick Michael up anyways. And he ends up in the hospital later. So, uh, Joel, rewatchability with the injury. I think this is probably the the least rewatchable of the four we're talking about. But granted, these are like the four, four of the best Office episodes ever created. Um, I enjoyed rewatching it. Um, I feel like most of the stuff is like I've are I remember I remember watching. Um, so I feel like the rewatchability is definitely the lowest of all of these. Um, yeah, I would agree. It's it's not not rewatchable, um, but as f- if we're comparing it to the other three in the final four, it's not a constant riot. It is an iconic episode, though. Um, it is it it deserves a place in the upper echelon of of episodes. It's not a fluke, but it is not the most rewatchable episode in the final four. In fact, it is the least rewatchable episode in the final four. So uh, that is going to take us into the best quote or moment um, from the episode. Joel, what do you have for that? Um when uh, Michael calls the first time uh, and he calls to tell everybody that tell Pam that he burned his foot on a George Foreman grill. Um, and then Jim puts him on speaker and they're all giving him suggestions. And Kevin says, can you hop? And Michael says, I tried hopping Kevin and I bumped my elbow against the wall and my elbow now has a protuberance. <laughs> Pam, could you come get me? Uh, I have to stay here and answer the phone. Okay, could someone come and get me, please, Ryan? Michael, you should stay home and rest. There's no toilet paper here. Could Ryan tell Ryan to bring toilet paper? Could you tell him that? Can you hop? I tried hopping, Kevin, and I bumped my elbow against the wall, and now my elbow has a protuberance. No one wants to pick me up? A protuberance. (laughs) Yes. Um, Madeline was laughing about that a lot last night. So that's funny. Like, um, like a, pro, a protuberance. Like, that's like, that's like crazy. I mean, uh, whoever wrote that is hilarious. <laughs> um, I think that, uh, my favorite part is when, uh, Jim is driving Meredith's van with Michael and Dwight inside. And, um, Dwight picks up, concussed Dwight picks up a like a bottle of whiskey that was in like the back of the seat um in Meredith's van and uh Michael's trying to get it back from him and Jim's trying to get it back from him and Jim is spraying Dwight with the uh with whatever sort of like cleaner bottle that was and then he's spraying Michael because Michael's being annoying and it was just very funny very funny um I love the part where Dwight is like concussed and they don't realize it yet. And he's being like super nice to Pam. Um, and like Pam's talking about the iPod that uh, Roy gave her. That's yeah, not the, an iPod. Fake, it's like a Russian or it's like a German or something. 
Yeah. Um, and it's like, it's funny. I kind of feel Dwight on this one, but it, when he says, yeah, they're like an iPod, only better because they're chunkier and more solid. <laughs> like, it, like, it's like the rest of us are looking for smaller and thinner and prettier. And Dwight, Especially no. at that time, especially in 2005. Right. And, and Dwight's only thinking about performance. Like, he's like, they're chunkier and more solid. That's what I want. And I, I just think that's funny. Yeah. Um, and then he, he says uh, to her, he's, I know this great website where you can download songs for like two cents a piece. She says, really? He says, yeah, I'll write down the address for you. The only thing is that all the songs are in Russian. Pam rolls her eyes. And then Dwight is like, kidding. Yeah. Which is so <laughs> funny because Dwight would never <laughs> do like kid like that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's just um, funny. And Jim is like looking over like what is going on? <laughs> Literally what is happening? And so later he comes over to Pam and he's like, "Don't you think Dwight's acting a little weird today?" And she goes, "I actually think he's being really nice." And he's like, "Yeah, isn't that a little weird?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah funny stuff um there's uh (laughs) when michael's in the conference room and uh he calls pam and pam answers the phone it's like what and and he's like i need you to come rub uh, do something for me and she's like tell me and he's like i need you to rub butter on my foot (laughs) and then she's like no and then he's like i have country crock Like country crock is like the diff- like it's so much better than like Kroger brand butter to rub <laughs> on someone's foot. Like that's the problem. And oh, oh my gosh. And um then he's like constantly yelling for Ryan to help him with stuff. Like when he he goes into the he goes in the bathroom and Toby and Ryan are in the break room and uh you hear him go, Oh like scream and Toby like Hey, Michael, is everything okay? And he's like, no, like, I need help. I've fallen. I've been I've fallen stuck in between the toilet and the wall. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, and then t- he's like, get Ryan. And Toby, like, looks back at Ryan. And he says, Ryan's dead. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I need Ryan to come and pick me up and maybe clean me up a little bit. <laughs> Bring a wet towel. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then he falls in even more, and you hear like a massive like, yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. Um, the whole part where Michael's like having the meeting to talk about his disability, and he has the pictures on the wall, and he has oh. Tom Hanks up twice. Oh, and, and he's, he thinks it's from Philadelphia, and it's really from Big. And Kevin's like, I think that's from Big. And Kelly's like, yeah, he's dancing on the piano with Robert Robert Loggia. And he's like, he grew into a man overnight. Rare disability. Still works. (laughs) (laughs) And then he he has like the, I guess like the business park, like (laughs) um, property, property manager come who's in a wheelchair. And it was like, just... (laughs) So, it was like diversity day level humor for yeah. that scene. I thought that was so funny when he says, uh, "When he says, uh, how long does it take you to do like 
ordinary things like brushing your teeth. And then he's like, I don't know, 30 seconds. And Michael's like, that's three times as long as it takes me. Yeah. Like teeth brushes teeth for 10 seconds every day, which like 30 seconds isn't long enough. No, it's not. Two minutes is the prescribed amount of time, right? <laughs> okay, I will say, I don't brush my teeth for two minutes. Like, do you brush your teeth for two minutes? Um, like, Sometimes I brush my teeth for, I don't know. It's hard to say how long I'm actually brushing my teeth because I, like, walk around the house and do other things with my toothbrush in my mouth still. Right. So, I feel like so I'm, like, I, a casually long-time toothbrusher. I feel like if I just stand at the sink and brush my teeth, like I feel like I'm so bored that I think I think that time has taken longer than it has. So like I need to walk around and like do something. I I honestly need those kids videos that they show for like kids that need to brush their teeth for two minutes. Like that's what I need. If someone has a link to that, please let me know because I honestly need that in my life because I feel so bored doing it that I hardly ever brush my teeth for two minutes. This is a really weird tangent, but whatever. They make videos to help kids brush their teeth for the right amount of time. They do. They're like, okay, this is a this is a funny animated video. You gotta watch it when you brush your teeth, and they pump out like new ones every day. Huh? Isn't that interesting? It's like it's like the whole thing where they're trying to get adults to wash their hands. It's just like the kid version of that. That's very interesting. Very interesting. Any other uh, quotes or moments from this episode you want to hit on? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> when, uh, Michael walks out of his, of his, of his office and he says, what does this look like to you? And Stanley says mailboxes, etc." <laughs> yes. That's such like a quick witted, like, like funny thing that Stanley, I feel like doesn't come up with that kind of stuff at all. Like, it's just like mainly like I'm pissed, like this sucks. Like, and then he just comes up with like a good joke like that off the top of his head. Um, and then there's also at the end of the episode when Dwight steals uh, Michael's. That's what she said. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh, that's horrible, but it's hilarious. Um, so, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's all I got. Nice. Okay. Um, who won the episode? Uh, can I say no one? Is that a is that a, an acceptable answer? No. I mean, it's like like when I look about it, it's it's just like I don't there are no there are no winners for this thing cuz Michael's being a baby the whole time. If I have to choose one, uh I would have to say Ryan is the winner. Because Ryan all day is not doing office work. He's like going out and getting Michael three rotisserie chickens of dark meat and can't get him yams. And then he gets him pudding, but he grounds up the heartworm medicine, uh, or what is it? Yeah. Um, the heartworm medicine for, for Michael and it makes him less fussy and, uh, or extra strength aspirin. I forget what it is, but, um, I think that's a great moment for Ryan. And it's like one of the funniest moments that Ryan has ever had to me. Yeah. Um, I think Michael Scott won this episode. He, this episode is a, a, about him. Actually, I, I'm going to say that uh, Dwight and Pam's relationship won the episode for me. Mm. Um, because I think this is like when they started, like, so at in the finale episode, which is like your favorite or whatever, like, so after uh, 
like Dwight is having like a talking head into the camera moment and he's like talking about all people in the office and like he's he's refers to Pam as his best friend. Um so I think that that is um kind of their friendship I feel like starts in this episode. Mhm. That like soft spot that Dwight has for Pam starts yeah. in this episode. And also, I mean, you hear Pam say like, uh, oh, Dwight and I, no, we're not friends. And then she's like, oh my God, Dwight and I are friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Dwight's kind of my friend. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's what won the episode for me. Um, all right, Joel, any unanswerable questions from this episode? Uh, the first one I had, I actually answered myself. Uh, my first one was, why did Michael think that putting butter on his foot would be good? Um, and I actually found it in the deleted scenes uh, when Oscar says, you should put butter on it. Um, <laughs> so, And then Michael said, uh, that's what she said. See, I haven't lost my sense of humor. Uh, and then he says, no, no need to put butter on it. It was a nonstick grill. So, so it's just kind of like, what, what the heck? Like, they're just totally screwing with Michael. Um, and that's why he needs to, he thinks he needs to put butter on it. So that's, that's one answered question that I have. Um, for my unanswerable question, when they're getting in the car to go to the hospital, Jim is trying to convince Dwight to go. And Dwight's like, where are we going? And he can't say the hospital so Dwight, so Jim says, Chuck E. Cheese. And then Michael says, Ugh, I'm so sick of Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, God, a minivan. What is Meredith's problem? Well, I think she has a kid. Yeah, she has one kid, no husband. She's not going to find one driving this thing around. Okay. Where are we going? Get inside. Where are we going? We're going to Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese? Oh, God, I'm so sick of Chuck E. Cheese. We're going to the hospital, Michael. I know. I'm saying. Why is why is Michael sick of Chuck E. Cheese? Like it's like how often does he go to Chuck E. Cheese? He I should mean, like, never go to Chuck E. Cheese. I'm pretty sure that's not allowed for grown-ups without kids to go to Chuck E. Cheese. Well, it wasn't until Michael Scott went there all the time, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um I'm, I'm glad that wasn't uh Scott's tots would mean something else if the Oh term. no. <clears throat> um all right. Yeah. Um, my one of my unanswerable questions from this episode: How long has Michael been doing this bacon thing? Like, because <laughs> the way he talks about it, it's like this is literally what I've been doing every day, every day for my whole life. Like he doesn't refer to well, you know, when I was a few years ago, I started doing like how, like what, who, why did he think this was a good idea? When did he start doing this? Um, I have questions about that. And here's one that just I don't get. Why didn't they take Jim's car <laughs> to the hospital? <laughs> he drives a sedan. I mean, like, it would be fine. You're supposed to keep your head elevated. So, like, if Dwight, there's no need for Dwight to lay down in the back. Yeah, like, I think they were going to... The, the reason that it was... They thought it would be funny to have them three in Meredith's van 
And I think that the avenue to that was they're like dialoguing and they're like, Michael, you should take Dwight to the hospital. You're his emergency contact. And he's like, well, I can't take him to the hospital because I don't have my car here. Um, and so, and Dwight's car is like busted. And so they're going to take Meredith's van. And then they're like, Jim, I think you should drive. And Jim's like, okay. At that point, why don't they just take Jim's car? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they were worried about getting Michael's crutches in there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. Why do, I was watching it. And I was like, why aren't they just in Jim's car? I don't understand this. Um, so that's my unanswerable question. Um, anything else you want to talk about with the injury? No. Uh, that's, uh, that's it. Uh, I was just really confused about Michael and Chuck E. Cheese in that relationship, but I'll never know. So, all right. Um, so here's how this is going to go: is we're going to put the polls out uh, for the two matchups. We're going to run those for two days. We're going to run the championship uh, for two days on Twitter. And uh, before you leave, Joel, I want to get your predictions on how this is going to go down. Okay. Okay. So, all right, Joel, who do you think is going to win between dinner party and stress relief? Well, I think this is the big, uh, this is the big matchup. This is everything. Uh, I think the winner of this is going to win the whole thing. Um, I really think dinner party is going to win only because it is the most recognizable office episode ever. Um, and I would you know, it's tight. I mean, I'm glad I'm not the only one voting on this because I would probably be like 51-49, but that 51% would probably go to dinner party. Um, so I see I see dinner party moving on. Um, but in uh, the other one, uh, we have the Dundies and the Injury versus season two. Um, I think the Dundies is going to move on because uh, the Dundies, like you said, is a nostalgic episode. You have the quotable moment where Pam says, I feel God in this chilies tonight. Um and I think that you're missing that with the injury. I think I think I think that the injury lacked just the the um, the truly like memorable nostalgic moments that the Dundies brought you. Um, so I think the Dundies moves on to the championship, where it faces Dinner Party and then gets smacked down by Dinner Party. I think Dinner Party wins the whole thing. Championship's not even close. Dinner Party, congratulations on winning the. Michael Scott Dunder Mifflin paper and for the cure. All right, I um, agree with your takes. I think I agree. I I think the injury and the Dundies is going to be tough. I think that's going to be very close. Right. Um, They're both in the second season, so like people that like that era, I mean, you won't see any difference there. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think dinner party. I think just based on our conversation today, I think we both like the dinner party the most of these four episodes, uh, just based on the enthusiasm with which we could have talked about it uh, for a much longer time and had to not. So, um, yeah, I do think that dinner party is going to take it. Um, Joel, do you have any final thoughts uh, on uh, this uh, series that we've done on the pod? Uh, I just want to say... That uh, this has been a, a blessing uh, to do with you, brother. Um, it has been uh, a blast to walk through these and, and give me something to think about and to contribute to society with. 
Um, so I just want to say thank you to all the people that have spent hours with us. Um, I, if you spent hours with us, that means that you love us. We love you back. Um, and, uh, yeah, this has been a great experience and hopefully we can pull something together soon again. Yeah, man. Uh, it's been fun. I'm looking forward, uh, to some pods in the future. Um, whether that's uh, me getting down with a reality TV or doing doing more stuff like this, um, I hope at some point there's sports to talk about. <laughs> um, but until then, I'll be watching The Circle, um, and uh, I'm excited for uh, the Bachelor spinoff that's coming up. What's the What's the name of it? The Music People. Um, I, I don't listen know. to your heart. Listen to your heart. Yes. Um, so anyways, uh, Joel, it's been a pleasure and a blast and, uh, I'm really thankful that, that you, uh, brought this idea and that we, uh, had some good content to rip out. So, um, with that, uh, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Um, it means the world to me. Uh, if you wouldn't mind giving this a five star rating because, uh, I know you had fun. Because you're still listening, and you wouldn't be listening if you didn't have fun. Um, thank you so, so much. Um, I am looking forward to talking to you soon. Wash your hands, folks. Stay inside. Flatten the curve. All that stuff. Take care. Bye. Bye.